to everyone listening to my voice right now, Happy New Year. I understand that we're still reeling from the aftermath that was 2020, but we've made it this far. May you, your family, and loved ones have a safe, healthy, and prosperous 2021. Also, welcome to Making Sense of It podcast, a show that discusses subject matters that we seldom talk about and yet is crucial to our lives and careers. I'm your host, Bohake Cindy, and in this episode, I'm having a conversation with a very good friend of mine, a friendship that is a quarter of a century old and is still going strong. Our friendship started when we both never really knew English. We met at primary school, but we had to go to a special class called Immigrant English, which is a class where immigrants that don't speak English are taught English. His mother tongue is Polish, while mine is French. We've been friends ever since then. Before we listen to the conversation that I've had with my best friend, let me inject a little thought just for a brief moment. I would love to engage with you as I believe that we are a community and this platform is for us. A community where we can help each other in various topics that we feel is worthy of discussion, exploring, learning, growing and sharing. Thus, I have created various online channels where we can make this possible. On Facebook, you can like our Facebook page called Making Sense of It Podcast. On Twitter, you can follow the handle at underscore making sense of underscore. If you want to have a personal engagement with me, email works too. Our email address is makingsenseofpodcast, one word, at gmail.com. I repeat, makingsenseofpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, back to the topic at hand. This conversation that you're about to listen is basically about reminiscing of what came out of 2020 and what to expect as we embarked our journey in 2021. Without wasting much time, let's listen to the conversation I had with Michael Panashwik. Okay, so we started. Yeah, so Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Michael. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. From very frosty and very misty Warsaw, Poland. Greetings. Wait, frosty and wind? Wait, how cold is it? Well, technically, uh, we're at about zero degrees. Okay. But, but a few weeks ago, like about a week ago, with the wind chill factor, it was minus 10. Minus 10? Yeah. I wouldn't know how to survive. Because yesterday, I ran, and it was mm-hmm. cloudy. And the nice thing about cloudy and windy is that when you run, you don't heat too much. So yeah, I, I, I know. Like the other day, I also went running uh, in the cold. It was about minus six. And it was actually very nice. Like I, I just kept on running. I didn't stop. I didn't do anything. And you know, like almost no sweat. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the nice know. thing about running when it's, but the problem was, I used to run in a cold and then the doctor says that it's very dangerous to run in a cold because, especially when it's extremely cold because you, you're breathing uh, iced air. So all the, the ice is basically crystals and those things mm-hmm. can puncture in your lungs because your lungs are too soft. So that's... Well... That's why that's why you still cover your face with a mask and all that. Um, yeah, that usually helps. Yeah, and no, by the time the air reaches the lungs, I don't think it's ice anymore. Um, so I don't think there's too much danger if you cover your face and then take it easy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Thing. I actually don't run without. The, the problem is running with a mask in the heat is a suff- kind of like suffocates. So usually when I start, after a while, I just drop the mask and then not completely yeah. remove it, but just run so that I can breathe fresh air. And then when there's too many people, I put the mask and, and I keep on running mm. and they take it off and then carry on. Yeah, I've been running. I've actually lost three kgs in one day. Like on December. Well done, well done. December 31st, I was 82. And then mm-hmm. 
few years, it was close, so I did a 5K. And then I went to the gym, I was 79. And I'm like, whoa, the three kgs. No, no, that's excellent. Yeah. Well, I, I lost about 10 kgs in two years. In two years? That's not bad. That's not bad. But no, I'm, it's, it's like I, I'm not dieting or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, just running and just trying to stay healthy, uh, do a bit of swimming bit of running, a few races in there. Swimming, I don't, my area doesn't really have a swimming place unless I joined Virgin Active, just to go swim. Mm. Over here, uh, there's many pools, like there's about, I got an option of about three or four pools around my area. Yeah. Obviously they closed down up because of lockdown, but- Ah, then yeah. <laughs> We also got no, <laughs> like we back to lockdown level three, so they closed all the beaches, all the pool, public pools, and all all the public public gatherings. So you can't really throw uh, like a public thing, festival or concert. Yeah. So all of that is done. So New Year's, like nobody actually threw a party unless you do it at home, you know, with your close family and friends, but. Mm. and no alcohol sales so you can't you can't yeah. really buy alcohol there's people are pissed off about it i'm like i really couldn't care doesn't affect yeah. me so, yeah so, so for the past about two years or three years i haven't really been like i don't even drink beer or anything like that to be honest um it's uh i've been up alcohol for the past two years let's say Oh. Like occasionally I'll have a drink because I'm not abstaining it from it completely, but yeah. no, like not, not a fan. Like it wouldn't matter to me if, it, if they restrict alcohol sales or whatever. It's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it's true. For me, it's, I'll understand like people should understand like alcohol should be like something that you take occasionally, not like every freaking Saturday. Because people, I think people do not understand, like during the lockdown, when they say no alcohol sales, it's, it wasn't like to stop them from drinking, it was to tell them, listen, the more you drink, the more trauma cases uh, the nurses and the doctors face. So learn to be responsible. But people don't seem to understand. So mm. they, they complain about it. The president said, okay, fine. Yeah. And the level restriction, we will the sales of alcohol will resume and then it escalated even worse. And now with the new strain of the virus, mm -hmm. the doctors are like, we can't work like this. And you know, there's too many, there's no hospital beds and whatever. So we need to open those beds for people who are critically ill. So they put down the restriction and people still angry about it. I'm like, yeah, you're abusing alcohol. What do you expect? I understand the government really did not put too much effort on, on, on fixing hospitals, but as well, you know, it's a two side of to a story. So uh, we also should supposed to drink alcohol responsibly. But anyway, people like to be crazy. They always blame government for everything. So it doesn't affect me. Anyway, so anyway, 2021. Uh, well, we haven't actually talked about what changes have been in 2020. Um, I, I think what, one main thing that I've seen uh, is that uh, all these technology changes and everything that's been happening for, has been evolving for the past, let's say 10 years or 20 years yeah it came crashing in like bam everybody's working from home everybody is they used to call it telecommuting right so yeah. you are teleconferencing you're having meetings online all that um you know like i haven't seen my um my direct manager uh physically well i only saw it once or twice in the past six months you know, huh. so uh, it's all done online, you know, and people can 
move around wherever and they can you know work from whatever location you know yeah so that yeah. is very interesting um and I, I think like things like bandwidth um uh, the way our technology is evolving I, I i think that's all all just has accelerated suddenly you know like look at the vaccine they, they brought out the vaccine in under a year usually yeah. it's like five years or something and i think this will spur like bioengineering like crazy like i mean um we'll probably get cures for like i don't know cancer soon you know uh, i'm telling you like even even um the one uh, vaccine um uh, i was uh, recently someone shared an article uh, with me that this vaccine uh, one of the vaccines one type of vaccines that, that came out it was actually they were researching to use it for for instance for cancer you know in other words teaching the immune system to target certain proteins for instance yeah. so they, they teach how to kill a protein that depends the, the virus does or the cancer cell does or whatever and bam you've got you've got a vaccine or a cure for cancer easy uh, viruses bacteria whatever else you know yeah so that's Look, technology really helped. Like, I remember when I tried to do host an event for kids, so for one of my NPOs, as soon as we went into lockdown, uh, bedwars was bad for, for, not for business customers, but for individuals. But like over time, the, I think the service providers knew like people are working from home, so they started increasing like the bandwidth limits for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think now with AI that's moving way too fast, I saw a documentary on YouTube. I've been watching a lot of YouTube recently mm-hmm. where AI is actually, they've created a vaccine, not a vaccine, but like a, a what you call it, a, a kind of a medicine, a medical drug that they're taking on trial. Uh, this was completely f- uh, done by AI, so there was no human intervention. So yeah. they gave all the data and what they figured out uh, over the years to this to AI, and I don't know how long it took, but there was various uh, solution to the medicine that came out. Mm-hmm. So and and then they. So what they do, once it figures out a possible solution, the humans actually use that to test and get the result. And once they get that result, they feed it back into the, to the AI so that the AI tries to relearn and see what failed and, and all of that stuff and then try. And then I, I, I don't know whether, if it was in Japan or China or whatever, where the, one of the medicines that actually discovered was actually completely from AI, done using AI. If you, if nobody tells you, you thought it was like a human trial. So it was like within a year or two that they figured this thing out. So I think that's gonna be, with this pandemic, where now that everybody needs a vaccine urgently, you know, AI is gonna help because uh, one, AI never sleeps and AI can find solutions to human problems way quicker than, than humans because we are limited. Not everybody knows. Uh, even if you take the whole world to figure this thing out, it would, first you need to study and research all of this thing. That takes years whether AI with all the information we've already got, mm. you have to fit it in. Obviously you have to remove all the noise and all of that stuff. But once you, you have data that says these are the input data, these are the outcomes, and let's figure out what is what we're missing or what we do not see. AI will help. So, yeah. With- well, well, you know, with AI, not only in biotech, I, I think AI is taking over our lives. You know, um, for production, like, like, if you haven't noticed this year, um, the way we produce information or services or, or value 
in the economy has completely changed. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's, I've seen two major shifts. One is like in the States, they keep on giving money. Uh, so people are not really producing anything and the government's just giving money, like bailout money, loans, all that stuff, right? Mm. And second of all, and then second change was that a lot of people have just, like I said, like they moved from uh, going into the office and, you know, spending time in the office and working that way. Now everybody just gets up from bed and you're in front of your computer and you are being productive, you know? Yeah. So you cut, cut down on two-hour traffic, for instance. You've you've cut down on on unnecessary getting ready for work. You know, you just yeah. get up, you put on, put on a t-shirt, and you're good to go. You know, open your laptop and you start working. Yeah, it's it's look. Uh, this research I found that you know what, if you leave people to do their own things, like right now they become more productive, but there's also people who uh, like lockdown where they've been always staying at home for too long. You know, they like to be in an environment where they see people. Like I was that person, I was like, ah, first I worked from home, then I got tired of it. Then I went back to the office because I'm a bit more productive in, at the offices because when I get home, there's a lot of distractions. It's like, I still need to make food. I still need to do this. I still need to do that. And then once you later, once you've done that, then you you take your time and finishing work. So yeah. that separation is also a good thing. Where if you're at the office, you know I'm gonna give all my hours at work and giving work. And then when you're at home, I'm gonna give my hours at home and you know mm-hmm. figure work home out. That's where I understood like women are very powerful because like they work from home, you have kids to teach, you have food to make for the kids and yourself, and still work. And I'm like, geez, I wouldn't cope at all. Like, hey, welcome to my world. I mean, that's that's what I have to do. Uh, I also have to do domestic things around the kids and everything. So, you know, I wake up in the morning, I take care of the kids, and then then. Uh, the wife gets up, then, you know, um, then we, then I get myself ready, then I sit in front of the computer, start working, you know, so, like, there's also responsibility from the man to yeah. do, you know. How do you guys do that? I, I applaud you guys, because I could not do it. I'll be like, you know what, let me go to the office. Never, never, never. There's no option. I, I can't not go, uh, you know, I can't stay at home and not do stuff, you know. Yeah, it's not an option, you know. But but don't don't sell yourself don't sell yourself short because if you have to do it, you have to do it. You know, there's no other option. No, I understand responsibilities and doing it. I'm. It's just that if there's too many distractions, how do you get work done? Like for example, like my no. my time are hectic, as it is already. So if I have to work. Around it's around eleven to like one o'clock when it's relatively yeah. quiet. I've got everything done at home, so I can focus on two to three hours of getting things done, and then I get things done, and then I'm passed out usually on the couch because my body's like drained out. And then about four or five o'clock, I'm awake, and then yeah, then that's when you need coffee like to really wake you up. So it's actually. Uh, it's crazy. So if you have families and you have kids and they run around and I know kids are very energetic. I've got nephews and nieces who are energetic as hell. So when they come over, they're like running around and you have to make sure they don't dive into the pool and they don't hurt themselves. And they're always running and you don't know where they are. They're always screaming. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I like my peace and quiet. And <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. one day when you have your family, you'll see that you'll need to take. Uh, there's a saying um, or a philosophy thing you do. Percent of work needs to be done in eighty percent of the time, and eighty percent of the work has to be done in twenty percent of the time. 
Yeah, no, that's true. And and those eighty percent, it could be distractions. It could be the kids, yeah, getting hurt and crying, and you have to get up and see what's going on, or changing a nappy, or whatever the thing is, you know. Yeah. Um, so 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 you have to like manage, like you have to obviously have time where you concentrate, but that can be interrupted, you know, and then you have to get back into into your work, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, but but like the, the whole thing is about managing it you know like even if the kids go to sleep you put them to sleep and you can take out your laptop and work like half an hour to an hour in the evening that's what you have to do yeah no i agree i agree <laughs> hmm. what else has changed in 2020 oh so much like besides the use of ai everywhere these days um and us doing telecommuting uh, and the means of production have changed because we are now at home and we we, we producing material and services and, and code and whatever else from home i think the way we consume things has also changed i mean look how much online shopping we're doing these days like for instance i once a week i get a delivery with like you know vegetables or or like you know I go shopping like online once a week just for the normal household things, you know, milk and yeah. I get it delivered once a week um, just to avoid any, any, any like um, possibility of getting uh, sick from standing in queues and with other people in the shops. Yeah. So, so the way we consume things, obviously, like, like we don't go to the cinema anymore. We watch Netflix or whatever. Um, what else? What else do we consume that's different? than a year ago um uh, for instance we don't go and do like really any sport i suppose some people play like console games right oh um, gaming has changed completely yeah like, a little bit out of the gaming industry as you might yeah no I, I don't play games because good? we all grown up we all got work to do but like the industry like I looked at how Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch have have evolved into the streaming services that that it is today, and it's because of gamers. And now with the lockdown, every every big corporate who are into this whole streaming thing, because now everybody has to be from home, are learning from the the industry, the gaming industry, on how they did this. So, so Facebook now, the Facebook platform have completely changed. You can now do online streaming to your Facebook people, which was ne which never existed like a year and a year and a half ago. But now mm -hmm. because like there's too many demands, like on everybody going online, you know, you can create like, okay, Facebook has completely changed completely, but you can create your commercial profile and start live streaming to your audience and now mm. i looked at it and i'm like that's a new feature i didn't realize <laughs> so, yeah. so so as a business customer as well you can like start and plug in into facebook and stream to your audience immediately and people and gamers have also are leveraging on facebook also for like facebook gaming where you mm. can actually donate to all your favorite gamers. YouTube has also went, YouTube has also that kind of platform. Twitch has also that kind of platform. And Twitch is owned by Amazon. So I think Microsoft mm. is also going to do, uh, do that kind of thing now since the Xbox platform is like strong, you know? Mm. So gaming is like the gaming industry is since lockdown like people are really really going online now either to watch their favorite gamers or starting their whole career on like playing games and going online so that they can have a career out of it so it's becoming yeah. really crazy and i've seen as well like because like entertainers for example they can't perform outside so 
a lot of them have started mm. uh, streaming online. Even actors and whatever, they've started their own YouTube channels and whatever. Will Smith is huge on YouTube. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, the lady that acts as uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Brie Larson, she's got a YouTube channel. Uh, a lot of celebrities, Ryan Reynolds is on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Jamie Foxx is on YouTube. So, because they've, re they've realized like, you know what? Uh, people want content and, mm. oh, and the guy that acted as, uh, man, I forgot, uh, Kevin James. He's got a, he's funny. Like he creates um, short skits, movie skits. Mm -hmm. He takes previous movies that were popular and then he takes a certain part of the scene and then he dubs himself in that movie and then the conversation is really funny. So, because now he reacts, he acts like the, uh, the guy that carries the mic, you know, when you record a movie. Yeah. And then... And then he communicates with a with a character that's that's already recorded, it's already been watched all over the world. But then he adds like his own funny content. So when you watch the movie, you're thinking like it's one continuous shot. Whereas he just dubbed himself in Kevin James. And that's funny. I've been watching it and then I was like, and then I started realizing but all these big uh, movie actors now are going to to YouTube and stuff because you don't need permission from the big executives now and people are flocking in. So entertainment yeah. even changed. So, yeah. and it's good because now they can create their own platform where if they know this works, they can create a full length movie of it or something mm. and then they can make money of it. So the, yeah. now the, the thing to bring ideas to life is even faster now. So that's where everybody is going. Um, well, no, no, not, all, not, not all the movies that are produced locally are that good. You know, like I've seen some really bad Nigerian movies that they also produce on YouTube. No, but <laughs> yeah, that's that. But then like Netflix has invested a lot of on African. Oh, no, that, yeah, Netflix uh, is pretty good. They invest yeah. a lot of money uh, in all, all YouTube, local content. Also. Yeah, YouTube is, if you have the money to bring good content out, why mm. not? But most of yeah. the time, it's, we all know, like, people who put stuff on YouTube, like the majority, do not have that kind of high budget. But mm. because there's an idea, you know, we understand. We're like, okay, it's not about the budget and whatever. It's like, like uh, do you remember Pava? Yeah. Yeah, he, he did a movie last year and he oh, put it really? out. Yeah. So. <laughs> Director or actor? Uh, no, he directed. Uh, okay. But the whole idea is if the concept works, you know, mm -hmm. and then you get funding for it to to get to make it a big block blast block. How do you say blockbuster? Yeah, blockbuster. Then you know you have something that works. You can refine the script, and then you get professional people to do it, to act on the thing, and then mm -hmm. you know, then you get expertise yeah. from the experts. So it's it's. The pandemic has allowed people to be extremely creative. And mm -hmm. now there's platforms where they can actually express it, you know? So yeah, yeah. TikTok has become huge. I don't, I don't know how to use TikTok, so. Uh, neither do I, that's one, pla I'm not into social platforms these days. So yeah, TikTok, you know, like, I don't know. I, I've seen videos that people post on TikTok. That I mean, on YouTube, it's all over the place. You know. Yeah, it's all over the place. Uh, as me using or creating something in TikTok, I haven't actually dabbled in it. 
Yeah, no, um, I'm not that creative into how people do these TikTok things. But the one thing is people are very, they're creative, they can express it and they can create an audience. And yeah. if you can create an audience and you can monetize uh, your, your content, because right now everything is about content and owning it, then, then you have something going. You don't need to wait for, especially now that people are losing jobs, people have gone into to that kind of platform. And I also noticed social media has changed. Like Instagram is no longer the same way as Instagram used to be. Facebook has completely changed. Twitter is still kind of the same, but it's kind of also becoming, uh, they're trying to compete with Instagram and LinkedIn has changed completely. And all of them are focused into one thing. I think they're focusing into, it's no longer about the consumer. Okay, it is, but it's now making money off the consumers. So all of them is no longer about, oh, look what your friend is doing, but it's, how can you make money off these people? So it's, some, some will say create promotions or create ads. Facebook does that all the time. For 350 yeah. bucks, you could have created an ad that will probably get you to like 80,000 customers in one go. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to create product first. They now use ads. So it is interesting. Yeah, might be, yeah the, the timing of this suggests because it's all about the AI, isn't it? There's an AI yeah. working in the background saying, okay, this person's creating uh, some kind of content. Let's see if they want to take an ad, you know? Yeah. Because other people take ads if they've created any kind of content, you know, get that followers, get followers or start selling as soon as you have something, you know, don't yeah. waste time. So, so you see that, that already AI is, is trying to influence you, you know? Um, obviously most people will be like, I don't want to do it, right? But then, because the AI knows the conversions, let's say 2% or 1% of people will go like, okay, that's, I would like to start doing that. You know? yeah. And that's, that's how these companies make money. Um, obviously with AI, there's, there's also limitations of AI. And, and uh, I don't know if you know one limitation of AI. Uh, well, there's several, but one is ethics. Yeah, that's right. a huge thing that. Uh, um, so, for instance, uh, when when uh, Facebook or whoever takes down uh, a post, whatever that's, uh, that must be. A, well, AI may, might be able to flag it using keywords or um, some kind of I don't know image recognition or something like that. Then it might only just flag it, but a human needs to go in and read it, and put the context to what what's going on because. Uh, AI is very bad with ethics and obviously the context of, of, of a post, for instance. Yeah. Because you might be responding to something earlier or you might use satire or a saying and AI is going to be confused by that. Well, as humans, we understand it perfectly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of AI, I know there was, a, I think in the US, where they're trying to use AI in legal matters the only okay. problem was uh, a lot of incarceration with black people. So, <laughs> why? <laughs> no, but based on historical data. So, oh, historical data. Yeah. So, the AI got so biased that even if you take a guy who is clean, but because he's because he's black the AI will already has a high probability of justifying that this guy is a criminal. Mm. So, and because of the Black Lives Matter movement, they had to scrap it. Like well, they, they, should have, they should have never allowed it because have you ever heard of the, um, what, what's that gambling game where you throw the, throw the ball and goes roulette, right? Roulette. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it's called roulette par paradox, right? Um, if somebody's on a winning streak, let's say they win four times in a row, uh, then, oh, for instance, if you, okay, let's do a simple one. Let's say throwing a coin, right? 
mm-hmm. heads or tails. And if somebody says, okay, it's heads, 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 let's say five times, uh, what's the probability of heads the next time? Uh, next, the next turn probably will be heads. No, it's not, because every coin toss is a 50-50. Yeah. So it's, it's like a gambler's paradox where, where, um, where you can't actually decide uh, on the outcome based on historical data. It's like the stock market. It's like gambling. And like what you mentioned, uh, in the legal system, you can't do that because every person is unique. You know, That's you can't thing. say historically, if a person came from, let's say, X location or has a specific race, that that person is going to be historically more prone to do something else. You know, you can't say an Irishman is going to be, I don't know, something. Uh, Asian American might be something else. Uh, Portuguese will be something else. Uh, uh, Zulu will be something else. <laughs> you can't you can't say that because everybody's different. You know, everybody has different backgrounds, different his- their lives. History is different. Yeah. So an AI in that kind of context should have never been allowed, and it's rightly so that, that they deactivated it. Um, there was also <laughs> yeah, there's many instances when when AI gets things wrong. You know. Like you, like AI can't handle new uh, circumstances. There was a, a, um, a clip of when Tes- one of Tesla's cars, the, it was on autopilot and it crashed into a, into a track that was that get stopped in the, across the highway, right? Uh, and it went mm-hmm. right into the track, right? Yeah. Uh, and they were wondering why did it not hit the brakes or try to swerve, whatever. Um, and they came up with that. How many times did that AI? How many times did it encounter that kind of event where there's a track across the highway, and it has to avoid it? You know, it maybe it had never, uh, never seen that before. Yeah. So things yeah. like AI needs to. It doesn't have context. It doesn't know that a track across the highway is a bad thing, so it just doesn't respond. It just drives into the track. <laughs> You know, that, that's the danger of AI. It is. I think now, okay, there's a documentary uh, on AI that's on YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. It's narrated by, who's the actor that, that, that plays uh, Iron Man? Uh, Tony Stark's, who, the guy that acts as Tony Stark in Iron yeah. Man. Yeah. So they're trying to they're trying to create AI that's got context. So, but that's gonna take years to to get right because the problem with context is Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) My brain is slow today. The problem with context is your your version of context and my version of context are two different things. So Mm -hmm. you you can never say my context is right and your context is wrong because that's impossible uh, yeah no for sure like yeah. like I, I know we had a bit of a discussion over some kind of politician being emotional on tv uh, and I, I don't agree with what you said uh, because from my context or my point of view it's like have they done enough you know yeah did they do enough to protect people or or help people uh, get through this difficult time, and now I'm of the opinion that they they could have done more, you know. Yeah, even here, it's here here the politics is even gone worse because like all the money that they are supposed to they accumulating for the disaster relief. Mm-hmm. There's already scandals about. Uh, people in political circles that are they've basically stolen some of the money, uh, given tenders to their family members and all of that stuff. So it's it's chaotic. So people don't even trust government even more because of this. So I don't like going to politics because I know it's 
politics is always if you the problem is people are not level headed so some people will go into extreme left or extreme right and then it's always going to cause war and chaos so yeah that's why i like to whatever happens has happened there's nothing you can do about it mm. but if you want to change the status quo uh this you can't fight the big people you have to make sure that whatever you do uh you do it in your own space and when and then when if it eventually goes around and people start talking about it and it eventually becomes noticeable by everybody that mm. people want to follow then yeah let it happen that way instead of fighting and fighting like like in DRC whenever somebody stands up against the president somebody's going to die so yes oh, that's, that's african politics so you don't that's why you don't see so many people always standing up because the first few people that stands up they will be de- sh- they will be killed and then until it becomes an uprising then it becomes a then there's a change mm. so yeah it's always it's always like that so that's why i don't really meddle in politics yeah that's that's one one um rabbit hole we do, do not want to go to no, so I what are you looking <laughs> what are you looking for in 2021 me 2021 one traveling that's one thing oh yeah please yeah i've been i need a holiday <laughs> no yeah i planned 2020 to travel and none of them happened so must come visit me that, that's for sure yeah but if you come over here i will be able to actually take some days off and go with you somewhere <laughs> yeah, that's fine because 2021 traveling mm. uh traveling will, uh, for me is a priority uh yeah. I, i told myself you know what i spent all my 20 30 years of my adult not 20 30 years yeah 20 30 years of my life always working so I'm like i need uh, i actually was thinking about a 3 months to 6 months break until covid happened and then i'm like yeah here we go again so mm. i think even for everybody everybody i think when lockdown opens everybody wants to travel because yeah. they're sick and tired of staying at home they're sick and tired of like uh i think home because you the four walls is limited you can't mm. really go anywhere so well, the only thing you lucky lucky you guys have is your 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 square meters are slightly higher than on my side because over here um people live in very small quarters let's say the average apartment size is between 38 and 56 square meters Jesus. So like so that. over here uh you need to get out. Uh yeah. in Europe you have to get out out of your apartment and go somewhere. That's why people travel so much here. Uh even now during this covid I've heard people going to places like Italy and Spain, you no, know, they, they can't take it. They need to travel. Um and um yeah, I I think another thing uh, I look forward to this year is is just getting things done you know like uh, 2020 there's a lot of plans that we had and a lot of things that we wanted to do um whatever that might be i think 2021 i need to just buckle down and do them um yeah be responsible and, and just th- start doing that you know yeah. uh, realign yeah. my life to the reality let's say you know yeah no 2020 I'm always a productive person but 2020 was the year where Okay, I can't say I broke down but like literally I was like I don't feel like doing anything. Mm. Because it was like yeah. it was getting too much. And it wasn't because like I'm I'm staying at home and whatever. It's because I was hopeless. Like I realized, you know what? You literally are hopeless. This virus kills people. Mm. and there's no cure there's nothing you can do and not only that 
you can't really go out and go anywhere. And yeah. there was a time where I think level five or level four and level four where you couldn't go to the gym at all. So even exercises was difficult to do at home. So the only thing you could do was binge watch everything that you can think of. <laughs> Literally, I did uh, the Big Bang Theory from season one. I th- mm-hmm. How many seasons there? I think 12. To the yeah. last season. Yeah. I binge watched the whole thing so that I can figure out like I don't miss anything. <laughs> because I'd never watched it to the end of the season. So I watched it all completely and i was like finally i finished the big bang theory i can rest so i did all of that i've literally it's only about september october around about there i started you know what i've done nothing this year let me start getting back into getting things done so you're right 2021 is also about getting things done i need to get things done And since now everything is going to be virtual, uh, things where I know I'm there's where like I do not need you do not need to travel to be there physically. Focus on things that you can do virtually. So that's one plan as well. Getting things done is one of those things that I need to do. But you're right. Death and traveling is a it's one of those things that once uh, the borders open, geez, you'll see how many people will book planes. Yeah. And I think that's, I think it's also a good thing for a- airlines because they haven't been really getting all those influx of, of passengers. So as soon as the whole world says we can fly, geez. I think people well, will you know, you know, like I, I've been working for, for the past few months uh, at an IT company and they produce software for airlines. And um, it's interesting that um, this particular company um, that's producing this software, it, it, it seems like, like there's even more airlines that are interested in this software because uh, one thing is that that it's all about cost saving and convenience, right? So, so with software over here, it's like you can have all these plugins and you can have these AI systems within it and mm. you can automate so much stuff that um, <clears throat> that can, you can automate how many planes you have and they, how they fill up, fill up, how you quote people and everything. And it's, it's like, they basically have several different kind of, I don't know, like, I don't know, bundles within there where different operators and consumers and obviously if this software is B2B, so like they all use that software differently and it can be set up custom for every, every, everybody, right? But obviously everybody uses like the base, a certain base that's, that's shared across or base features that are shared across everybody. But um, the interesting thing is that they're gaining clients, they're, they're growing basically. And it has been a horrific year for aviation in 2020. And, and that's what impresses me. Like if you have innovation, there is no, no way that you will not grow, no matter yeah. what the industry is, you know? Yeah. Like you mentioned earlier about entertainment. Entertainment has, has started evolving because people have to do something. They have, to, they have to grow. They have to, you know, entertain others and be entertained. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, twenty twenty one. I think a lot of it, like you were saying, innovation is going to pop up. Mm. Uh, For sure. I don't know what to expect, but. <laughs> There's, there's so many ideas. We, we don't know what we're going to, because like right now we're t- talking on Zoom. Like who knows, maybe in six months time, there'll be something better. You know? Yeah. No, true. I think smartphone will be smarter. Technology will be way, things that we didn't expect will probably pop up. Uh, what else will, cars will be more electric. 
because now everybody will be like, you know what, for the future of our kids, uh, we don't want to spend more money on petrol. Uh, so mm. electric, I just, I'm just waiting for electric cars to prices to go down. So until they mass produce cars. Uh, mm. Well, well, Tesla is, 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 is almost there. Uh, I, I think the big car manufacturers have good selection already. And over here, they got in the next two years, by 2023, they'll be in full swing of producing electric cars here in Poland also. Nice. Their own brand of car. So I think a lot of countries and a lot of companies are doing that. Uh, so like, like, I agree with you, like in the next year or two, whatever, we're going to see a lot of variety of cars. And, and that's good. Competition is good. It's going to bring out down the prices. Yeah, so I, I want to drive an electric car, but yeah, it's electric, but it's not really like charging stations uh, to actually plug those cars. The only people that I know that have charging stations are BMWs. But yeah, but listen, they, they're going to have uh, stations at malls. Over here, we got at every mall, there's a charging station. Uh, I haven't seen it at petrol stations here, but um, malls you get that in town like near hotels and stuff like that you've got those stations so over here for sure you can get around um and find places where you can charge up your car um i i think most of the cars you can do 300 k's or something or 500 k's yeah. max i think um that might be a problem for like a big country like Sarevka, where you have to travel Let's say to Durban, what's it? 700k, 600, 700k? Yeah, 600 something k's. Yeah, so so that might be a bit of a, you know, you have to stop halfway and then charge, wait, charge, and then... The problem wait. is halfway, it's like in a bush. Where are you going to find a charging station? <laughs> yeah, that might be a problem. But for instance, yeah. over here, if you travel um, here in Poland, if you travel, let's say, 300k's, then you're on the Russian border, for instance. <laughs> so, like, the countries are smaller here in Europe a little bit. Like, yeah. Uh, so, so, a car for like commuting, like going to work and stuff in your electric car, that, that would be a pleasure. Yeah. It's not, not too far. Like, you might travel uh, 20, 20, 30 Ks a day, and that's perfect for, for like charging overnight. Even, even if you get one of those older electric cars, where the battery is not that good, no problem. You can just charge it up and get to work. Oh, that's nice. Now, it, it, it will take, take us a few more years to get there. Um, mm -hmm. First, they need to fix the road infrastructure here, yeah, then figure out where they're going to put charging stations. Unless they get, uh, we only buy cars who's got a very good range, like they can do 1,400, 1,500 kilometers on one charge that will be good then you can travel from Jobe to Cape Town with one charge and then get to Cape Town and charge again to drive back mm. unless they do that concept uh, yeah well, I, the funny thing is I read about Google uh, you know when Google shut down like somewhere in December and then yeah. somebody put on Twitter that they don't have uh, lights at home because Google shut down and they were using uh, smart home uh, lighting. Oh, no. Oh, and no. it was connected to Google services and <clears throat> so for like a few hours. And, I, and it, that got me thinking, I'm like, smart technology is good, but I don't think it's viable to integrate everything using smart technology. Understand like you can say, oh, my lighting at home is off. Let me switch it off using my phone. But like Google, which is a company that's always like 100% up and then this happens. Yeah, I was like, nah, it's fine. Sometimes you just yeah. need just like, uh, you know, smart speakers. Mm -hmm. That's the best smart home technology you just need. And then that's it. You don't need to. Yeah, yeah keep it simple, basically. Yeah. I don't mm. think that understand the whole thing about putting smart technology at home, like 
But at the end of the day, we, you know what, system can shut down. And, and then if your door is a smart door and then you sh- and you're done, then what? <laughs> Unless you have a, a backup, like an emergency door opening where it allows you for manual override. Wow. Well, with doors, you would have to have that. I mean, it would be crazy if you wouldn't have that. I mean, like, imagine those automatic garage doors, for instance. They, they do actually have a lever that bypasses the, the motor, and you can lift it up in case the, the thing fails, yeah. it's not working, or the power is down, you know. So, so you always have to have backups. Yeah. Um, so maybe yeah. That, that's another thing. Like, uh, when Google went down, I started removing all my... My, my entire collection of photos off Google to my local hard drive. Um, oh God, I still got plenty. Yeah, I, I had 35 gigs of it. <laughs> so I, I basically, I finished it the other day. I don't have anything more on Google. <laughs> yeah, I need to do that. That's the thing, we, I think we're so much reliant on technology and all these services that we, we, we tend to forget like what happened if all of them goes off completely yeah. in one. So, mm, <laughs> yeah, so it was one of those things I'm like, I need to have a plan B. And the problem yeah. is photos is on, geez, you know, I've got so many accounts. I've got Microsoft, I've got Microsoft because it's Windows. Now everything is on a Microsoft. Yeah. So Microsoft, you've got Microsoft, you've got your Google accounts, right? Your Apple accounts, and you've got Amazon accounts or internet shopping. You've got your internet banking, uh, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that's a problem. I I just need to invest on one internal hard drive with RAID support and just put Mm -hmm. everything in there and then then buy two and then slot two or three extra hard drives for... uh, to do redundancy so that it can duplicate so that if one hard drive breaks, I can just chuck it away, burn it, slot yeah. with another one, and then it duplicates. Yeah. I've always wanted to do it and then I'm like, I keep forgetting. But now I think in the future I think it's time. It's time. It's time yeah. to do the backup. Because there's too many services and and we understand the plus side of it, but the downside is also very important. You just yeah. need to have your own physical box and just put yeah. it. It's uh, and I just want to mention the one last thing um, tonight. Um, for 20, 2021, uh, I, I think one major thing that we could all maybe use, well, I know I'm going to start working on is relationships with real people. Oh, no, true. Because um, 2020 was just a little bit weird and people disconnected social distanced and stuff i I think 2021 even if there's social distancing or whatever i I think we just need to put more effort into building relationships because look at this like i'm at a new job um do i have a relationship with anybody at at work really besides the 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 manager and the ceo like i I don't know if i do and it's different if, if like let's say two years ago you would go for drinks or whatever and you would, for instance, get to know people. Now you can't do that. Um, for instance, a relationship with, with, with your partner, your girlfriend, whatever, you need to, have, I think one needs to also work on those relationships. Like, they're so important. Yeah. Relationships with kids, relationships with the people at church, you know, like um, with your parents. For instance, my parents are now living near us. Um, basically like five minutes away from us. I mean, um, I've been out, out of the house, let's say, and living in a different country for the past, I don't know, 10, 10 years or so. So I need to rework those relationships so that it starts, that I actually have a relationship that's good, you know. Yeah. Um, that's working, you know. So so I, I'm, for 2021, I, I set my mission, I need to start working on on all these relationships and i I think it will be tough i don't think i'll be able to work on every relationship that the way i want to but 
make sure to do something sit in my mind and like I need to say that to somebody and I don't know how you know no I agree I agree that's one of the things as well and I also said you know what focus on God as well yes I mean church is online now yeah so I've seen you post it on Facebook every Sunday you post something yeah it's yeah I haven't logged in, um, but um, when we also have our church here, uh, that's also online. So, so I mean, we go to our respective churches online, and well, that's all we can do, you know, for now. Yeah, no, it's it's like due before lockdown, mm-hmm. before this pandemic, we've been foc- I've been focusing too much on work, 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 work. Yes, I would go to church and whatever, but. After church is always go to work, do some work, get busy. But during the yeah. pandemic, it's I've been sitting around and like focusing on, you know, what's important. And like you said, mm. focusing on friends, relationship, and whatever is it's a good thing because I also like me and my sister. We also like started talking even more. I've started mm. talking more with my dad and whatever. Yeah. But then I was like, I haven't really focused like on God like I when I used to when I was young. So now mm-hmm. this year it's not 2020. I was like, I think three four times a week there yeah. was something that I would like really focus on, and which yeah. is good because like at the same time you think you know something and then when you listen to it again you like realize man i didn't see it that way and yeah and it broke and then you know it like brings your faith up so yeah i mean i mean god should be uh number one in our lives and yeah you know like one way of getting to know him is actually between prayer and knowing your bible you know so i think for instance i don't know about you but how I want to join more Bible study groups. I want to have more discussions about the Word of God, which is the Bible, you know. Yeah. No, true. Uh, yeah. So that's also one of the focus of 2021. Mm. I don't Very think, good. I think when you get older, you don't really have like a bucket list of, of what I'm going to do in 2021. I don't do like, Oh, these are my to-do lists for 2021. This is what I'm gonna achieve. I think now, I think now with this, when this pandemic, everybody's got their head put on straight and realized, you know what? You can do budget jumping. You can go visit like 300 countries in a year. But one thing that's important is God, family, friends. You know, because once they're gone, they're gone. It's you, yeah. you you can't replace them you know yeah. and I think that's a fundamental core of everybody's focus is yes we want holidays we want all of that but make sure that you're good with your family you're good with God you're good with your friends and then all of the other things that comes along your way you know yeah. they're good yeah. but if your fundamental core are grouped, are sorted, then everything is going to be simple in in life. That's that's yeah. what I think. It's fundamental. So twenty twenty one, yeah, it's, you know everybody's got like it's going to be a great year, and I'm like, now nah, I'm going to live one day at a time. Mm. Focus on everything that's important in life, and then let's see what happens at the end of twenty twenty one. Yeah. You never know. Tomorrow is never promised. So take today as it is the last day and make the the best of it. Exactly. Don't waste time. Do no. the things that are most important. You know. Yeah, like there's one motto I've taken this this year is make no excuses. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you.
Mifal and I are obviously planning to make it an ongoing series. So if you have any topic or ideas that you want to discuss or talk about, feel free to get hold of us and then we'll discuss it. We'll obviously research it, get our brains uh, tinkering and then we'll create a podcast for you to listen and enjoy. Thank you once again. Happy New Year. And let's make this year, you know, a bit bit more cheerful. I think that's what we deserve after a hectic 2020. But you never know. Anyways, that's been it. Thanks for listening. And until the next episode, God bless.